Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Last week, our group landed in Detroit. Some less than gracefully, we'll call it. This week, they start to get to work on doing some legwork, some hacking, and that kind of stuff. I'm going to apologize a little bit for the length of the episode, given as hacking and legwork involve a lot of -of out-of-character conversation and sometimes talking about plans that they ultimately scrap, that kind of thing. So there was a lot of stuff for me to cut out this time. So thank you and uh, enjoy. So last time when we when we cut off, Valerie and Richard were getting a little golf cart ride into the main building for the golf course. Mary Sue was soaking wet, and I don't know, was she feeling all right? No, she feels fine. She's a little embarrassed. She's frustrated at the, the woman that came out, had that stupid name, and that she now has to walk. Yeah. Hey, you have a walking partner. That's fine. Speaking of that walking partner, Boss is also soaking wet, but from pulling somebody out of a lake. Buzz does not actually look all that upset about her situation. She seems to be enjoying the walk. She's sort of wringing her coat out. There's like water droplets falling from her coat, and she's smiling. So as you guys are walking up the... uh, I'm sorry, I know nothing about golf. Fairway, green... Fairway. Those are all the right words, yeah. So... As you're walking, one of the things that's going to kind of maybe even strike you as a little bit of odd, boss, is you're going to get that smell of wet dog. Kind of just like you're walking around to come up to the building, and it just kind of like wafts past you. Okay. Doesn't seem that weird. You know, you're out on the golf course. Boss will look around, I guess, and I guess a little perception, uh, unless it's, there's something obvious nearby. You can roll it, and we'll see what happens, and we can answer some questions. There we go. All right, so with four hits on your perception test, not only do you not see an animal of the canine variety, you see no evidence of a animal with the canine variety. She's out in the wilderness. Well, not the wilderness. She's on a golf course. But, you know, it's an environment where animals might be. She just figures maybe a wet dog was here and it's just managed to linger or something. I don't think it strikes her as all that unusual. So just continue along. Sure. Does it, like, follow? Like, does it stick around as they're moving around? It's one of those things where, you know how you become accustomed to smells after a little bit of time? You've you've never been around a wet dog for very long, have you? No. It does not go away. It's a very bad smell. Okay. It'll linger more or less up until you get to the building, which I'm going to imagine is longer than usual. After a certain point where it's like, okay, this doesn't really make a lot of sense anymore, I think she would sort of like say to Mary Sue, like, do do you, do you smell anything unusual? Kind of getting a bit of wet dog following us. Can I roll perception? You do not smell it. Do not smell. You probably smell. You were in a lake. Yeah, you smell like lake. It smells great. So, no, I guess um, Mary Sue, you know, just kind of lift her arms up and kind of pick her clothes and look. I, all I smell is this scummy pond water. There's no dog on a golf course. Yeah, why not? There are dogs on golf courses sometimes, especially at night, right? It doesn't, it doesn't get no, around. Not at all, no. All right. Well, maybe I'm just smelling the pond. I don't know. Maybe that's all it is. She doesn't look entirely convinced, but, like, it's not the kind of thing she's going to dwell on. Is it clear where we need to go? Because, <laughs> like, everyone kind of, like, drove up ahead yeah, of us. There is one large building here that the golf cart drove off to. So there's really nowhere else to go. Richard and Valerie, you guys will just be kind of brought inside. There'll be another golf course employee who'll set you guys up with a, 
I guess like a cart or something, or more or less we'll take your bags for the moment, and then you and Lady will go into the back. When Boss and Mary Sue arrive, there is some people standing there. They have some towels for you, and they have the uniform for the place so that you have some dry clothes to change into. I want to give the guy who gets my bags like a five million crest stick, like, that's for you, but take care of him for me. Thanks, man. Absolutely. He smiles very big and treats you like the southern sir you appear to be. Val just shakes her head and, yeah. Buzz does take the opportunity to change into some dry clothes. When she's done, she walks out looking quite uncomfortable. Sort of like picking at the clothing like it doesn't quite fit right. It's kind of weird because it's like of probably nicer material than Balls is used to. That's probably not inaccurate. It's Mary Sue, though. They feel, you know, pretty nice in their thread count and their other things that, I don't know, fashionistas care about. You just look like you should be washing someone's clubs. That's all. I'm yeah. sure that's fine for you. And you look like you should be lugging somebody's heavy bag. Yeah, well, we're not wrong. But after a couple minutes of you guys getting dressed and them taking your clothes off to be dried, you'll be taken back into the same little office that everybody else is in. Some little drinks and stuff will be brought in for you guys after a minute, and then it'll just be you and Lady, and she'll turn to look at you. So, you are the out-of-town contractors? Yes. Yes, we are. Your entrance made quite the splash. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good, because you fell into the lake. Thank you, R.C., for reminding me. She gives you a smile, as though she's purposefully doing this to be a pain in your ass. Decidedly not a nice person, it seems. And, uh, what should I call you? Oh, well, I'm Mary Sue. She raises an eyebrow. And this is Boss, and that's Val, and that's R.C. I have a little bit of a different name now. I'm going to like a gold business card case. Pop it open. It's going to be a gold card. On one side is like the scales of justice. The other side is a caduceus. And it's like Dr. Jefferson Reagan Buchanan Esquire. You are taking this whole new identity thing way too seriously, RC. You're just jealous because I have a cool ass name. I am not remotely jealous of anything. What's your kick ass name? Boss has to like stop and she like has to look. Like this is something she hasn't put a lot of thought into clearly. And she looks at RC and says, almost with like air quotes around it. Uh, Connie Ross, I guess. Connie Ross. Connie Ross, Dr. Jefferson Reagan Buchanan Esquire. Like the lifting of the hand thing, like weighing it. You know, just saying. Just saying. Yeah, you can keep calling me Boz. Very soon, it's just watching this conversation like a tennis match back. And anyway, we got distracted. <laughs> Sorry. Continue talking business. We'll sit back here. Please go on, lady. So she'll watch this conversation and more or less match Mary Sue's little tennis match as she goes back and forth. It's like, yes, you're, I have the information here for your fake sins, but what are your names? I'm Mary Sue. This is Connie and Val. Are you still Val? I'm not still Val. Seriously, just keep calling me boss. I'm not, I'm not doing it. And then he's, I don't know, pick one. So she'll look around you guys, and the little bit of a bemused smile that she had kind of drops. So you're telling me the group of you don't have street names, a handle, an alias that people know you by when you do this kind of work? This isn't a trio show, right? Boz doesn't look super certain. She starts looking around the rest of the group like, really? Is this a thing? So with current events, knowledge, 
Mary Sue would have an idea that Shadowrunners probably do have that those kinds of names, right? Oh, yeah. More or less most of the people in the gang. Yeah. Believe it or not, Valentine, Diamond, and all those other rest of those people, that, those aren't their birth names. Okay. Valentine's a perfectly fine birth name. It is, but it doesn't happen to be his in this case. Maybe we should come up with some, with some names or something. I mean, we seem out of touch. Well, it's it's not really integral to the job at hand that we've been hired for. So, you know, we'll take it under advisement, lady, and we'll come up with names. But can we get down to the reason we're here? She goes into her desk and pulls out a bottle and a single glass and pours it and hits it and straightens up. My counterpart, as it were, has arranged for me to assist you in this job. She'll itch at her eye and just kind of like... I'm not sure what you're going to need, but I'm aware of some arrangements that were made, and I'm supposed to assist you in making arrangements for various things you may need in the area, including if you need to meet these specific people. So I have a car getting ready to take you to a hotel where you'll be more or less safe if you don't attract undue attention. Well, that is wonderful. We'll be needing some more things, uh, but I think... um. We don't need to get into it now, do we? I, I think, you know, it's been a, a long flight and a, a hard landing. I think maybe we'd just like to take a rest for a little bit. She'll look around the room to see if you guys have anything else to add to what Mary Sue had to say. That sounds good. Y'all are and are fine by me. Buzz looks pretty noncommittal. And with that noncommittal, she'll motion towards the door. Very well, then. You may use this number to call me, and she'll shoot you a number in AR. Thank you, and uh, you'll hear from us, um, I'm sure, first thing in the morning. And um, thank you for your hospitality. She'll give you a very fake smile and a nod. You're welcome. Oh, and I'm returning it just as fakely. So to the hotel. Going outside, there's the guy who was driving the cart. He walks you back to the main door, opens it up for you. There's a guy there that brings out your gear that you had them hold on to. Your clothes have been dried and are in little baggies, and you are invited to step outside where there is a waiting cab for you. Load up, I guess. I'll get out of this golf course. It's weirding me out. Okay. Do I smell a wet dog again? Nope. It has kind of faded somewhere between coming inside and when you guys are leaving. Gotcha. So you guys are taken to a higher, low-class hotel. Not, like, super great, but mostly automated but yeah, you guys are showing up to your room, more or less in AR. Doesn't really seem to be anybody hanging around as you guys fell into this place in the middle of the night. On your drive, though, you will notice a significantly higher presence of what look like night errant cruisers. And you'll notice that the area looks very clean. You don't see a lot of uh, indications of crime or unemployment, that kind of thing. Now that like the familiarity of Detroit is starting to settle in, like she never got to that that golf course before, but once they're like driving through the city, the sort of like vaguely cheery vibe that she was giving off on the walk has like pretty much gone away. And she's just like staring out the window, almost like dread, like a really low key dread and familiarity. She's just looking at stuff that she recognizes and realizing that she's back. Is everything okay, boss? Bob doesn't respond right away. She sort of like almost jumps realizing someone's talking to her. And she like looks over at Mary Sue and just says, Oh yeah. Yeah. Everything's fine. Just, weird coming back i didn't know you were from here really yeah I, well ann arbor technically but 
I spent a lot of my life here. Huh, I just remember you were in the Arctic for a while. Yeah, uh, six years up until now, actually. I haven't been back here in a long time. Kind of on huh. purpose, I guess. Hmm. So it's just weird being back. Yeah, you could, weird, you could say that. Can I roll judge intentions? Please. <laughs> I'm not stopping you doing anything. Oof. You could throw some composure dice to see how well you are keeping it together. Um, I think I'll roll it just because I, I think Boz would be trying to keep it together. Uh, so that's two net successes for Mary Sue. You get the feeling she's trying very hard to not show a lot of emotion. That sort of like hint of dread about her, but it's very quiet. But you can tell that somewhere deep down her heart is breaking as she's driving through these, through these streets. She's clearly deeply, deeply upset. It's obviously not really clear why, although you may have picked up a few things from conversations and things that have happened. Seeing that Mary Sue is just going to, she'll stay quiet. She's not going to press it in the cab on the ride over. So we're fine. We'll just carry on going to the hotel. Okay. So yeah, no, you guys are in the hotel room now and free to do whatever it is you will for the next however long. You guys could even just treat this as a vacation, not do the job at all, and then come back to Seattle eventually. Yeah, I'm sure that Morgana would love that. Yeah, that'll work. So I think Mary Sue's probably, number one, going to want to shower. That's pretty pretty easily done. Okay. So she's going to shower when she comes back out. Is everybody still in the room? Um, or did yeah, Val leave? Yeah, there. Buzz seems grateful to be in a hotel. Because, you know, like one hotel looks like another hotel, really, at this point. It's almost like getting away from the city around them. She's in the hotel room, and she's sort of like cleaning her guns, which is how she kind of passes the time and tries not to think about things. So Mary Sue will walk out with a robe of wet hair, drying it with a towel, and um, she'll look at Val, and she'll sit across from her, and uh, she'll say, So, I've been thinking. Val is doing something in AR. Probably like just over Mary Sue's shoulder. So like she's very distracted and she doesn't stop what she's doing and she goes, uh huh. So I know it got a little tense on the plane when we were talking about my plan and you had some doubts and absolutely you're right to, to have them. You know more about the computer stuff than I do. So I was thinking, um, would it help if lady could could get you in to the train place so you could like tap in directly is would that make it easier for you val will actually be like typing on like an ar keyboard and then like she will literally just stop and then like her gaze will come back and she'll look at mary soon you know yes it would help to have direct access but there are still things like intrusion countermeasures, ICE, that I would have to deal with. I don't know anything about their system. And to figure it out, I would literally have to poke the bear with a stick, so to speak, to see if I'm going to be able to get into it at all. And that could go badly and ruin everything. So, yes and no. But... I can try to figure out some stuff. The look on her face is just like she has zero confidence in herself whatsoever. And she's just like, 
Uh, yeah. So Mary Sue's going to look to Boz and RC and kind of almost in a pleading, helpful way, like help with this convincing. Boz is still sitting at the desk. She's got a hand towel with a bunch of like gun parts on it. And she doesn't even look up. She just says, Val, you realize that every one of us that's taking part in this is going to do something dangerous. It might screw up everything. That's just part of the job. Yeah, it's what makes it fun. I mean, I mean, think about it. This is what you're good at. Embrace it. No one else is going to be able to pull this stuff off, so poke that bear. Poke that bear. Poke that. Come on. Poke that bear. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not chanting with you today. I need you to chant. I need you to get with me. Get on my extra level. Val's going to kind of, like, shake her head and, like, push her AR glasses up so they're sitting on top of her head, and she'll she's going to rub the bridge of her nose, and she goes, all right, I can try... But, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll figure it out. Look, if something goes wrong, it's not the end of the world. We have other ways to take care of this. This is just plan A, so don't stress about it. Yes, yes. As Boz says, we we have many, many different ways we can do this. If you can't do it or you feel you're not able to once you get there, you know, we, we, we can go a different route, but. I'm confident in your abilities that you can do this. I mean, you were here to support back at the corporation. And that Val will laugh, like gut laugh, throw her head back, kind of just like, there's a little bit of, I don't know what it is, but just that kind of like, (laughs) that's funny. Yeah, that's what I was. Yep, good old tier two. All right, now get the pep talk, stop slacking, start hacking. Well, I mean, we we could do it tomorrow. Let's talk to Lady tomorrow and, and see if we can get you that direct connection thing. And, um, I mean, we might be able to get you someone to help you if you think that would work. Maybe a, a second person like you to, well, not like you, but in the computer ways like you to help. Uh, doubtful? Because they're going to want to get paid too. So, oh my gosh, um, they're get we're getting. They, don't you let me handle the pay part? But if I can get you the help, would that? I mean, let me poke at it first and see what I can figure out. There's a lot I can do, kind of from the outside that may not necessarily raise a lot of red flags. But yeah, no, I can, I can do some things. It's yeah. the spirit. Yeah. So the other thing, do we really want to ask Lady about a VTOL? Is that a thing we're actually going to ask with a straight face? No, I don't think we're going to ask her. I don't want to I ask am... too much of her. What? No, I mean, I think we might be able to get it from someone else. I mean, I was given a name of another contact here that might be able to help us. So we might be able to get it from them instead of her. I just don't want anyone looking at us like it's amateur hour. Uh, I think that's already happened because we don't have names. Yeah, well, like to go two for three. Well, I mean, do you you guys want to rest and then discuss the plan, or do you want to just start hashing stuff out now so tomorrow when we call, we know what we're asking for besides a direct connection? Well, we could talk about it summer. I mean, how tired are y'all? I'm amped. I'm ready to go. Okay, so... Val's going to sit back and tell everybody, let me see what I can find 
real quick. Maybe I can dig up some information that can help. And then she's gonna go all, like, slack-bodied. That was rather energetic slack-bodied. Wasn't it's it? And an excited. She's going to the Matrix. It's all great. Deep dive, deep dive, she, go. She loves the Matrix. <laughs> she doesn't have to deal with y'all on there. No. So what is this that you wish to do in the Matrix? What Val wants to do is she wants to try to find the train station via the Matrix, whether it's just like the general, since they have passenger trains that roll through there, even if it's just through like the normal, you know, check in for your tickets and things like that, the normal customer facing portal, just trying to find the host on the Matrix and kind of attempting to size it up is what she intends to do. The good news is, as a business, it doesn't exactly hide from you. I know. I figured it wouldn't be difficult to find. Yeah. You are looking at a rating for host that is owned by Ares. Oh, that's not good, is it? I mean, you're in Ares town. So the fact that it's an Ares-owned corporation to do transport of people is should not be surprising. No, I wasn't concerned about the Ares thing. It was more the uh, rating for... Oh, don't be a wuss. <sighs> I'm going to be a wuss. In and out. In and out. What's your next action after figuring out the host? I don't think she would try to get marks on it yet. You know what? Fuck it. Let's see if she can get a mark on it. Yeah. Don't be a wuss. Don't be a wuss. She's going to use sleaze, so she's going to hack on the fly. Sure, let's have some dice. So your wonderful roll of five successes is met by my equally wonderful roll of also five successes. They cancel each other out, and nothing bad happens. So No, it doesn't quite work like that. Sad, <laughs> Sorry. Sadly, no. The host uh, has a mark on you. Yeah, yeah, it does. What would you like to do? She's going to try to erase the mark on her. Let's have some dice. Um, well, shit. Mm-mm. You are receiving error messages. Sorry, you are not allowed to perform that action of erasing Mark. <laughs> Thanks for computer voice. You're Appreciate welcome. It. Uh, Val's going to jump out of Hot Sim and restart her deck. Okay. The good news is, is you are very easily able to do that, given as you are not inside the host, and it is uh, more or less powerless to do anything to you outside of that. Yeah. So after being unconscious for a minute, Val sort of comes to and just has, like, a very angry look on her face. And she's muttering as she, like, is punching buttons on her deck. And just like, stupid son of a bitch. Did it not go well? It's fine. Got the, uh, I figured out what I needed to know. Did the bear not like you poking it? Bear is stupid. Boss chuckles and goes back to her gun. As Val is waiting for her cyber deck to reboot, she pops a hemo sun. Since I doubt she has eaten today. It is gloriously incandescent. Delightful. Val is probably going to wind up spending most of the night just fighting, seeing if she can do anything to get a mark on the host. But I don't want to bog everybody else down in Matrix actions. Well, just a thought. Is there anything that we could do to improve your chances? Like, not right now, obviously, because we're just in a hotel room, but in the future, like, if we're if we're trying to do this and get it done. 
would, for example, putting you physically in the train station actually make it easier for you to do this stuff? Being physically on site in a situation where you can get hands on with a device will mean that you are facing specifically the device's attributes and not the attributes of the host. So it's possible that the device attributes could be worse than the host's attributes. Right. For a vast majority of the things, yes. Okay. Does anybody else want to do anything tonight, or do you want to just have Val give it another shot? Roll those dice. Come on, see what Yeah, let's go. <laughs> oh, God, okay. I mean, you could always also look into taking some drugs. Not taking drugs. Damn. <laughs> drugs are good. Are you comfortable with five levels of success? No. There. Seven. Somewhere later on in the night, you will manage to get a mark on the host. Aha! Success! That nobody can see because you are a limp noodle on the ground. Yes, but inside the Matrix, she's doing a happy dance. So while Val is doing that, what's RC doing? Well, we could be talking about various stuff while she's all zonked out. Anyone have a Sharpie? No. I will bite you. What? Yeah, that's not that's not a game that the Ricker wants to play, by the way. Draw little fangs on her lips. Yeah, that's the- <laughs> <laughs> See, like that one? Ooh. That one's staying in. That's what you have to live up to, Richard. Draw little fangs on her. <laughs> so, I mean, you don't have any general ideas on how we want to uh, approach this, or should we just like make sure her brain doesn't like get all weird and fried? Can she hear us? No, she can't. Um, all right, so, I mean, if, if Val can get in, all she has to do is change the, the train car order, right? That's what we discussed, and then set them to disconnect at a certain point along the track. If I'm remembering correctly from when she had to change some files before, she may have to go in, get a copy of the file, get out, change it, and get back in and replace it. Isn't that how it worked before? I don't know, I guess... We'll have to ask her when she wakes up, comes back, or I don't know what you call it. It's going to be tough to come up with a really solid plan until we know what we can and can't get our hands on, right? Well, let's say that's plan A. What would plan B be? Plan B is we just, I mean, ultimately, all we have to do is make sure it doesn't reach its destination. So, Richard, can we set something along the track to... Make it so the train doesn't make its destination? I'm a little worried that if we destroy the train or stop the train, we're going to risk hurting a lot of people. Well, okay, so we just have to disable the one car. I mean, if we just want to have a plan that doesn't require any moving parts beforehand, maybe just like getting on that train and uh, taking care of it from inside would be the this most straightforward plan with the most potential to become a disaster. But if we can't exactly, because I don't want to be trapped on a train if things go wrong. Do you? Well we can all, I mean we can have RC maybe with his van once it gets here. Getting ready for us to uh, evacuate the train when necessary. Yeah that'll work. I I really don't want to dump the whole thing on the side. That that might be a bit too much heat. I get the okay. feeling that since this is since it's a night errant train, uh the more noise we make I think like it could get real bad, real fast. You don't Couple think fast. we're going to draw a lot of heat by just stealing cargo from Night Errant 2? Well, I just mean, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely draw some heat, but it'll be delayed, right? We, I, liked, I really like this idea of just detaching the train from the back of the car. 
I think they're not likely to notice that. I think it's good. So if we can make that happen, great. And then I'll reach out to the contact that Valentine gave me and we sell it to them. We make more money. They're the ones that take the goods. We don't touch it at all. Our hands are clean. Here's another thought, though. The train car, once it detaches, it might become dangerous. Because if another train comes along anytime soon before we can remove the whole car from the track, it's going to hit it. That's not our problem. That would be their problem. They want the goods. They'll get it off. Again, it's a passenger train. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not at a point in my career yet where I'm willing to risk a lot of innocent lives to just get some guns off of a train car. I just think that we should try to figure out a way that we can maybe get the car off the tracks. You said to do it along a switch part. Yeah. But yeah. The trains are going to be going through those switches, so like it doesn't matter where it is, unless it has some kind of warning ahead of time. It's going to go through the same tracks. Right. All right. Number one, I think maybe we might be making some assumptions that we don't really know are true or not. Like, how often is that track used? So that might be information that Val can get us. Yeah. yeah or information. Absolutely. If I go down there, I can talk to somebody and I can get the information. Either way. It just might not be actually all that difficult to get the train off the tracks just to get it out of the way. That's all I'm saying. I don't know how powerful RC's van is, but we may just be able to hook up some kind of a winch or something and pull it off. Well, if we just want to do a smashing grab, we could just, you know, Figure out how somewhere to land some some of y'all on the train, tie some straps to something, and have those straps to you know a long ass way, and have it tied to like you know a boulder, a tree, something, and it would just as the train went, it would just jerk it right off the train. If it was valuable and you know durable, hey, there you go. If not, well, you know we did the job anyway, delayed the or you know waylaid the crate. Well, if we we probably won't have to to do that. If we can get the car to the back of the train car uh, set up, then we can just detach it manually, and we don't have to, you know, try some kind of physics thing that may go horribly wrong. Do you think that we could set up a winch on your van and just, you think we could pull over? I don't know how heavy one of these cars are. They're probably pretty heavy. I don't think a winch is going to pull over a train car. I don't know. Well, I mean, if you're that concerned, we could just, once we're done, you call the train company if they haven't somehow noticed that they're missing an entire car. And say, hey, there's a giant obstruction on the train track. Please don't actually do it and kill 30,000 people. You know what? That's not a bad idea. We can make an anonymous phone trid call after, or com call, whatever they call it. Um, yeah. Hey, we stole your track. We're not complete asses. Don't wreck the train. Boop. We can just pretend that we're uh, an anonymous Yeah, we could just doer. say we saw there's a train on the tracks. So right. I'm cleared off. Hang up. Done. I mean, it may slow down the train schedule or something like along those lines, but no one's going to get hurt. That's enough. Yeah, there you go. So there, that solved that problem for you, boss. We'll just have a tip at the end. They'll come and clear the track. So that works for me. So, but it's late. I'm tired. I'm sore. Water feels like concrete. And I'm going to go to sleep. She'll look down at Val. And I assume she'll come back before morning. I don't know. But, um, are you guys worried about Val? She doesn't look too good. Yeah, well, she needs to. Figure something out. Boss looks over at Valerie and she says, well, I, don't, I don't know. She's She's got best doctor that she could probably get right now. If there's anything wrong, I'm sure that he would have brought it up, right? Well, 
she's fine. Because she looks really pale. She looks sick. Yeah, but... But you're saying she's fine. You're not worried at all. Look, I've been worried about Val ever since this whole vampire thing happened. I'm pretty much operating at a a low ambient level of anxiety about I don't know that there's anything wrong, though. If there is, she has chosen not to tell us about it, because I'm sure she would know. Her doctor probably would have talked to her about it. But, I mean, we can ask her. All right, well, I'm going to leave that to you. Oh, good. Because maybe she would open up more to you. All right, I'll ask her if it'll make you feel better. It would, because I don't think R.C.'s the person. No offense. And, I don't know, sometimes I think I just rub her the wrong way. I'm I'm sure we're all just very stressed. You know, as of late. I wouldn't worry about it. Okay. So with that, Mary Sue will just go and crawl into one of the beds and go to sleep. I want to tell Boz. Do you really think that's what's up? What about what's up? What do you think is up? I mean, what? I'm sorry. I must have missed the part where she drank some person's blood, you know, and drained their soul or whatever the hell it is. I mean, it's kind of messed up, but, you know, that's that's what's up, and that's what's not happening. Boz looks almost like doesn't want to deal with it, like. She looks at R.C. and, like, sets down everything on the, on the table and gives him, like, kind of a long look and says, none of us have any idea what's going on with Val, All right? She has a doctor who is helping her come to terms with all of this stuff. <laughs> She's obviously sick because she has a disease. And I don't know how that's supposed to look. What does a healthy vampire look like? I don't know. But... I'm going to guess not that. It's kind of like, you know, if you see a helicopter tied up in a bunch of power lines, you don't have to know how to fly a helicopter to know that guy messed up. Well, I don't know how to fly a helicopter, and she's in trouble. Val's not a helicopter. It's called an analogy. Do they have those in Alaska? None of us. Like, milk is too expensive. This is just one of those things that nobody knows a lot about. Even her doctor is a little confused. Val doesn't know what she's going through, and yeah, she looks a little sick, and I'm hoping that we can get that fixed, but I don't know that it's ever going to go away. I have no idea. Okay. Well, I mean, the guy that was in that in that casket uh, back at Paradynamics, that guy, nothing could hurt him. We had to chop the guy's head off before we stopped moving. I don't, I don't know how to square those two statements. Nothing could hurt him? I mean, automatic fire and a machete seemed to do okay. Yeah, but he he was he was able to come back from an awful lot. From what I know about vampires, that they're extremely durable and hard to kill. I don't I don't know that Val's really in any danger. She just might be having a hard time, which we can help her with. We're gonna give her like a side eye. Mm-hmm. Either you don't know, or you just evade the truth. But I mean, hell, anyone who watches movies knows exactly what's going on and what needs to happen. But, I mean, I don't have a solution. I'm just saying what the problem is. Well, she's got blood. I gave her some of my blood just the other day before we left. Yeah, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. I mean, look at her. Yeah, I know. I don't and, talk and just, to her. just interacting with her. She's all short and everything. I mean, you ever been hangry? That's how she's acting. Acting very hangry. Yeah. Uh, I will. I've ran about enough. So let's get some sleep. And we will get to work cracking on this thing and uh, solve problems one at a time. Yeah, I'll I'll talk to you in the morning, RC. Right. And with that, Boss like finishes putting her gun back together and uh, 
I think she goes and sits near Val and just sort of like chill there and waits for her to come out of it. Hey everybody, just wanted to throw this little bit in here because, well, not all of Richard's jokes land, and sometimes people uh, people forget that. So enjoy this. I guess people would call it a blooper. I don't know. I deleted it, but it hurt. <laughs> can we get like a two minute break from there? Sure. And then we can come back in with some hacky stuff and go from there. What, what do you call a cloth bag that holds all of the decor stuff? I'm leaving. I don't know. What? A hacky sack. Oh, God. Why? Why did I say? You brought this on yourself. <laughs> you did. You're just mad at yourself right now. I'm so mad at myself. All right, see you guys in a couple minutes. As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to to do this. Come by, check us out on Patreon. We have a couple of different goals on there, all of which is oriented towards growing the show and doing more things in that vein. You know, we want to get bigger and better and all of that happy stuff. I want to give back to the cast for helping out and sitting down to play this game. The Patreon link is going to be in the description. And uh, tell your friends! You know, that's the easiest way to to help us out without really doing anything super in-depth. You know, spread the word. And, you know, as much as I hate to drone on about it, there's those things about five-star iTunes reviews. So, but it is now time for the legal stuff. The music you heard was composed by and copyrighted by Michael Vadamikis and for use with the Without a Net podcast. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photograph, sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast in any official capacity whatsoever.